is there is there a new gesture to start um, the assistant? Because for some reason I keep setting the assistant off, no matter what phone I'm using, and I'm trying to work out if it's because I'm doing a bad gesture or something. It's, is there a gesture to invoke the assistant? It's a swipe from the corner, and <laughs> this is a great way to start off on the hundred and second <laughs> episode of the <laughs> Overclocked ZA podcast. Hi oh. guys, thank you for joining us. I'm Lindsay Shooters. I'm speaking to Gavin Dudley, and we just dove into the central complaint. It's like the biggest gripe that I have with Android in its current form. If you attempt to send a WhatsApp message, voice message on Android, and you and you do that swipey thing where you can lock the 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 microphone to be on. Yeah. You now invoke Google Assistant. Because Google somehow thought it was a really great idea to put Assistant as a swipe in from the corners. Right. So you're saying that the, the, the hold the microphone and swipe upwards to lock it in the on position to record the voice note yes. is now the same as invoking the Google Assistant. Yes. Yes. Confusions. Right. I okay. have to now hold like a freaking Neanderthal. <laughs> the microphone button in the entire time because uh-huh. swiping if i if i just deviate a little bit if i shake a little bit or something and my thumb moves like a little bit then it's, it's over then the system comes up and then it's like what what are we even doing now that's an issue because you can you know wherever you walk on public roads in south africa you can see people leaving long and detailed voice messages for other people you can see them going and then i went to your sister's house but she wasn't there so then i went to my uncle's house and he said i can use his car on tuesday so we went to macro and we bought the coke you can see these like long detailed voice messages people are leaving so you know voice leaving voice messages is a thing i mean it's just a cost effective thing in south africa for starters so yeah. it must be causing havoc with the google assistant thing okay Okay. Oh, no, it's, it's terrible. Like I left a four minute voice message to, to our good friend, um, Brendan Peterson today, because there's uh-huh. a lot of things happening today, Gavin. There's an ASIC yeah. launch after we record this, but we got like embargo stuff. So we can't talk about this because this is only going up tomorrow. Then there's like Dell stuff. What's happening with Dell, Gavin? Um, I don't know. It's Dell's big global conference. As usual, it, you know, only about 10 or 15% of it will be consumer-facing. Dell's core businesses are with enterprise, artificial intelligence, information services, corporate IT. You know, the laptops and things that we associate with Dell are like, well, they're more than a tenth of the business. Yeah. But, you know, when it comes to these big conferences, they get squashed into one little corner of consumer mm. stuff. And normally so the first I, corner. I, they, they normally like have, have like a speaker who tells you yeah, like yeah. things that you already know about the world. Um, where... Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Remember that, that one Dell event where um, that Hobbit guy, <laughs> I forget his name now, John something. So I, I know many of your listeners might be big John Sinai fans. I am too sometimes. Um, but a lot of his talks are just like telling you things that he's just discovered about the world. And if like, I'm a very, <laughs> like I'm a very introspective person. Like I try and uh-huh. highlight all of my flaws and like through journalism, you expose yourself to like a lot of research and analysis yes. and all that thing. So I've looked at the world in many ways and then it's like, Hmm, so you've just figured out now that if you think yeah. negative thoughts, negative things will happen to you. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it's the American way. Not terribly introspective. He's probably talking to his core demographic of idiot Americans. Ooh, ooh. 
Woohoo! Bad, bad. Okay, okay, I'll take that back. They're not all idiots, all evidence to the contrary. Okay, moving on. So, so it's Dell. Dell conference actually goes on for three days, but like you say, the first day they'll deal with most of the consumer mm. things. So we'll report back on that shortly. Okay. So in Acer Town, there is an update to the Aspire 5. It's the A514 um, that's coming with new chips. It's basically just like the new Intel chips that are coming out. Um, there's a Chromebook spin. Then there's this Chromebook, Acer Chromebook CX, i4 um mm. and it's like a tower pc chromebook with only two usb a's a headphone jack a memory card reader and a power button this is, is, is it a full tower i mean where like are it's going a little mini be... thing like you can put oh, it on back of your okay. monitor stand it's a box yeah it's yeah a little be... little computer box Yes, that's going to be point of sale stuff or education environment, computer lab environment, or, you know, that kind of thing, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, then there's the yeah, Acer so, Halo smart speaker. Where do we stand mm-hmm. on smart speakers? So Apple announced the HomePod mini. Um, hopefully yeah. that, hopefully, hopefully that will, okay. Context, one of the only technological, like tech purchase regrets that I have is mm. not buying the original HomePod when I had the chance. Because on my next trip, I thought I was going to fly through Dubai or that they'd uh-huh. at least have the HomePod in France, not knowing that it wasn't supported in France at the time. So I ended up buying a Google Assistant speaker and I'm, I'm happy with it, but a HomePod would have solved many more problems for me. Now there's a HomePod mini in the world. Um, hopefully that's coming to South Africa. And then this Acer Halo smart speaker. Like, where are you on smart speakers? I have a confession to make. I have a confession to make. I've packed away all our smart speakers just because they were doing nothing for us, man. They were doing nothing for us. We had some very nice ones. We had the Google Nest one with the screen. And then we had the mini puck ones. I'll, uh, I'll gladly the, take that nest off your hands. Take them off my hands. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm trying to figure out if there's a point somewhere in the future where they become useful again. They would just stand there looking pretty, doing absolutely nothing. Maybe it's because of how my family functions. Maybe it points to a deeply dysfunctional family. But, you know, we can't really play music in the open because all our music tastes are vastly different. Mm. And if one of us starts playing their music, the others all complain about it, you know. So it was useless for music. Um, and I think a person just feels self-conscious about talking to the speaker because with other people in the house, everyone looks up as though you're talking to them. Yeah. So if you go, what's the weather today? Then everyone looks up and starts commenting on what they think the weather's going to be. You know, so <laughs> it just became completely bloody pointless. I mean, you know, it was useful for like finding music quickly, play that track by that artist. But then, you know, we can't play music in public. And, you know, we don't need to set appointments and reminders. And because there's several of us all milling around the house, it just didn't work for us. So I'm trying to work out what you're getting out of it that I couldn't get out of it. Um, so you see, I'm at this point where if you could give me a portable Wi-Fi connected speaker with really good audio, then I am in it to win it. Like I am there, I will use, like we use, I use Google Assistant quite a lot. Um, because the router setup that I have right now doesn't support um, static IP assignment. Um, every time the power goes off, the IP addresses shift and then changes. Ah. And then Google um, doesn't know. Then it needs to, hmm, let me connect to Wi Fi quickly. <laughs> 
uh-huh. <laughs> it's okay, like it literally okay, tells okay. you that and it's like really uh. so i have a unique situation but yeah i enjoy i enjoy smart speakers i enjoy being able to cast things more like to share things with other people or in other places like if i want to play something on my tv through the chromecast or if i'm listening to music on my phone or podcast and it's like my wife and I are in the kitchen and just throw something onto the speaker. Like, I enjoy that. Um, I enjoy yeah. that Google Assistant finally uses YouTube music now as its, as its source of, of music, like its default source. Didn't for a long time. That was very irritating. Um, but yeah, like mostly to play music for everybody and mostly like at parties and stuff. Okay, but now go back to why you think the original HomePod would have been such a great idea and why... I mean, you, you appear to be vacillating a little bit between here, whether you would prefer to get the old HomePod or the new HomePod. Let me just, for the sake of the listeners, um, when Apple brought out its HomePod, part of it was about smart Siri interaction, but the yeah. other part of it was that it really tried to be a fabulous speaker. Yes. So it, it had little devices for measuring the dimensions of your room and adjusting the harmonics of the music for optimal sound and so on. It tried to be an excellent music device as well. Mm. And as I pointed out, that just doesn't work for our household because we just don't play music in front of each other because all our tastes are vastly different. Your mileage may differ. Okay, so why do you want a HomePod and why would you choose one or HomePod two? Um, I just want the HomePod because my wife uses an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It'll just okay. work better in my personal like ecosystem, tech ecosystem situation. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And All right. So it's not that it's not that you happen to believe the audio would be superior or anything like that. I think the because, audio I mean, would be Siri superior. Siri is less of a dog. But, I mean, Siri, as we know, is relatively speaking a dog. It's less of a dog than it used to be. But compared to Google Assistant, I'd say it's still a full thirty to forty cent, forty percent behind what Google can do. Yeah, right? I'll, agree? I'll agree with you there. I don't think, I don't think any voice assistants are where we imagined them to be. At this point. Sure. Sure. I, I mean, to be honest, by far the biggest thing an assistant could do for me would be to take uh, WhatsApp voice from me in the car, turn it into text and send it. And to be honest, that is like a 40% hit and miss rate that. In other words, it's only 40% likely to ever come off. Mm. You know, it goes, okay, Google, first of all, now because I've switched to a new phone, it doesn't wake up the bloody Google. So then you press the button, you wake it up. Okay, Google send a WhatsApp to Lindsay. Um, which Lindsay would you like to send to? Okay, send to Lindsay Shooters. Yes, okay. Uh, what would you like to send? A WhatsApp message? Okay. Uh, you know, it's like a six-step yeah. process. Yeah. You know, I should be able to go, send this WhatsApp message to Lindsay Shooters. I am running 10 minutes late. Yeah. And it should just yeah. do all that like in one. And there's just 0% chance it's ever going to do that at the moment. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe I... Maybe I confuse it. I don't know. Maybe I don't other know. people I, are doing better. I do a lot of music requests, like like from Google, um, like if I'm bathing. Mm. Well, I don't bath them that much now. Like my daughter's fully functional <laughs> now. Okay. My, my son, like I still have a hand in sometimes. He, yeah. Okay. Right. Um, and then it's like, hey, Google, play whatever. Sorry for setting off your speakers at home. I'm, I'm really or your phone <laughs> all the time. I'm really okay. sorry. Like my, so, but this morning so, I was I was waking them up, and. I was barking at the Galaxy Z Fold 2 to please play me a song that I wanted. And it just blinked at me because I hadn't set up. 
slashing it. Okay. Angels. Okay. Let's dive straight into this. First impressions, Galaxy Z Fold 2. Okay. Can, we, can we just quickly tie up the, the smartphone speaker? So my percentage chance of recommending that you get a smart speaker today on any platform, Google, uh, great Sonics, uh, great uh, Apple product, whatever, my advice on smart speakers, 30% recommendation on getting a smart speaker it's not even a 50 percent recommendation it's 30 percent would i recommend that you go and get one today what's your percentage Charles? um um i would say not many people need it unless you are addicted mm -hmm. to these things and you spend a lot of time at home and you like mm. listening to music and then if you like listening to music don't buy the small crappy ones man it sure, all sure it sure. all comes yeah. down to physics bigger drivers more space more drivers like if you yeah. want better sound quality, just spend up for the bigger All one. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's Sorry, we can jump over to the phone now. That's all we should Wait, hang on. Let me wrap device. up Acer. There's new Acer right. Spin 3, Spin 5. So spins are the ones that kind of fold in on the, over on themselves. And you can yeah. use them with stylus and stuff. Touch screen They're stuff. the hybrid laptop tablets. Yeah. Then there's the Swift. Convertibles. The Swift is Swifts kind of like... are the Ultrabook Thin and Lights. Yes. Yeah. And they're coming with new colors and like a little color bar at the end. And they, you know that, that thing Asus does where the screen, the end of like the, the, the lid becomes like the raising thing when you fold it open and it raises right. the keyboard yeah. up? Yes. So the switch yeah, yeah, are raises the that. base. Yeah. Off the... There's new travel mates. Travel mates are like the military grade ultrabooks um, meant for business travelers. Don't know how much of that is going on at the moment. Right. They got a couple so of new concepts. If you're getting confused things. about the brands, um, with Acer, the Aspire is the basic hardworking computer. Yeah. You can get them in high spec, but they're really the basic reliable models, mostly home use. The Travel Mates are the high end, um, hardcore business PCs. In between is the Swift, which is the thin and light ultrabooks the swift 3 has year after year been my strong recommendation for just about mm -hmm. everyone and then we have the uh spin which is yes. the the convertible two-in-one laptop into tablet model so that's aspire swift spin and travel mate and then basically. for like right. the mac fighters that they have are called concept d so this is pitched at the creative industries this is said to be super powerful so you can like do video editing and graphic design so there's a new Concept D7 Pro laptop that looks horrid. It's just the <laughs> white, it's the white color palette that they choose for these things. And it's like, if you are going to spray a magnesium bolt, like a magnesium chassis white, it's going to look yes. like a cheap plastic thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because it shows through it. It's never properly white. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. You on that. So the, the Concept D300, the CT300, it's a little tower type PC. I don't know why we, we're returning to the tower desktop PC. I don't know why it ever went away. Why did the tower PC go away, Gavin? Well, it was impractical and it, and it, it was big and clunky and consumed way too much power and consumed too much office space and had emissions and all sorts of things. And laptops became cheaper and cheaper until they were on price parity with a desktop. And at mm. that point, there was no advantage to having a desktop unless you were a geek and you wanted to fiddle. You know, at the practical level, a laptop was just always going to be superior when you're plugging in your keyboard and mouse. You're having your full desktop experience without mm. any compromises. So you have the mobile and the desktop experience in the laptop. Yeah. Okay. And that just killed off the desktop. And I don't think that was a bad thing, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then there's, so the gaming, you get Predator on the high end and Nitro on the low end. Um, right. So Nitro, there's a new display and then there's a new Predator display curved thing with like a really artistic looking stand. And that's Acer. Um, right. Moving on to Galaxy Z Fold 2, I am pleasantly surprised and <sighs> deeply disappointed all at the same time. Oh, my goodness. Okay, give us your, your top five thoughts and don't drag on for 15 minutes because uh, you haven't had enough time to be, you know, fully authoritative on its benefits and shortcomings. I mean, we've both only had them for a day or so. Yeah. So, you know, these are still pretty much in the first impressions kind of window. The Let's honeymoon also, period. I would like to, for the sake of the listeners, I would like to start off by clearing up one issue. Yes, it does cost 48,000 rand. 47, 47,000 rand. 47, oh, well, I get that, that point, what difference does it make? You know, 3,000 rand, oh, 47,000 rand. What difference does it make? If you're paying 40,000 rand for a phone, I'm sure it makes no difference to you whether it's 43, 46, or 47. I think it's 47. That's the price that I'm sure I saw on the Samsung website. Lindsay thinks it's 46. We don't need to quibble over a thousand. No, it's rand. 47. It's just an outrageous it amount of money. For it's 46 double oh, nine sorry, five. Sorry. Right. Okay. 47 is right. Okay. It's an outrageous price. This is the second fold, remember? I yes. thought that the first fold was almost like a prototype. So you expect mm. it to come out at an outrageous price. I really thought they would knock 10, 15K off that by the time they got to round two, where we are now. And it's not. It's exactly the same price as the original. So They okay, actually put the, the price way. of the original up before they announced the second, the week before. Okay. They put it up to 50K. And then they like oh. brought in this one and they were like, oh, it's not 50,000 oh, rand. No, it's like... cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So... So two things you need to know. It costs effectively 50,000 Rand. Yeah. And when you open it up, the total screen, I believe, is 7.6 inches. Is that right? Seven yeah, point something. and it's almost square. It's almost, almost square. Almost square. Okay, these are the two key takeaways. All right, so proceed from there, sir. Um, your key top-line thoughts. I really enjoy the idea of starting an interaction with something on like I was going into a Google Doc the other, yesterday, went into the email, launched the Google Doc on the main screen, like the outside screen, that yeah. candy bar screen, opened the phone to have the full sheet, spreadsheet. Right. And I was right. like, that is cool. The same thing with like YouTube links. Like if you link, if you click out of an email into something and then you yeah. open it up and that is a magical experience. That is absolutely right. so you have, magical. You have full continuity between the, what you're doing on the front screen. Yeah. It automatically converts itself smartly onto the full yeah. screen when you open up. Yeah. Okay. For browsing right, cool. the internet, it is an amazing device. It is really, when, it, when you have it open like that, browsing the internet just feels very, and I mean, I'm an iPad mini user, um, which will become important on my downsides. Um, uh -huh. Yeah. So it's, it's all about like moving from one type of computing into another form factor, which is, it, it just blows my mind every single time it happens. And yeah, yeah, the cameras are great because they are the S20 cameras, the Note 20 cameras, mm -hmm. they are really good. Um, they don't have any of those issues that the 108 megapixel sensor has. Um, there's many more cameras than I expected. There's like two selfie cameras on here, one on the outside screen, one on the inside screen. And then you can use the main, the main cameras as a selfie camera as well if you fold it open. 
Okay. Which is just like mind blowing. I was taking selfies after the gym this morning and I was like, holy crap. <laughs> it's like you okay. look a lot better than you All expect. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's okay, that's so like my high level stuff. Always, so I, I, I feel that. Yeah, he always interrogates cameras much more than I do. If you've ever seen Lindsay's photography, it really is quite superb compared to mine, which is all, you know, found objects on the street. He's all beautifully composed, color balanced, white balanced. There's no blur. There's no shaking. Angles are always great. So, you know, I'm not the best to test cameras. Okay, good, good. Okay, so you like your camera setup. You yeah. like your continuity from front screen inside. Yes. That, that continuity thing is a hell of a lot more technical than you realize, yeah. than most yeah. users will realize. They will just get used to the idea that that's how it works. But to achieve that, man, the, the programming behind that is intense. Okay. Mm. Uh, what else? Any other top line thoughts? Um, I hate. Okay. <laughs> if you're spending 50,000, effectively 50,000 Rand on the phone, you'd assume that doing something like viewing um, Facebook stories in the Facebook app um, would be normal, you know? But then you get like this, mm. <laughs> you get the top and the bottom cut off of the Facebook story. Uh. Like credit where it's due, at least the Facebook wow. app tries to scale to the full screen. Right, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then if you're viewing the stories, it just, it's a mess, Gavin. And then like yeah. the, the YouTube app, so I look on the iPad mini, I had it side by side with my wife last night. And I was like, look at the, the YouTube app on the iPad. And it gives you like a sidebar, like two columns on the sidebar, like all your menus and stuff and like the creator stuff. And then like mm -hmm. a neatly arranged thingy of like your subscriptions. Like I'm just looking through my subscriptions feed. Uh -huh. On the fold, it's pretty much just the normal YouTube app you find on any candy bar phone, but just wider. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, what's going on here is they've been touting this, this foldable phone and the big square screen concept for, I think it's going on over three years now. And the industry hasn't really converted itself to that vision yet. Yeah. If you think about it, they are trying to move an entire industry that grew up on mobile, you know, things like Facebook and Twitter that all grew up on mobile. In, you know, in a particular form factor, then I have to convert them into the square form factor. And I think people haven't seen massive penetration of this new form factor yet. So you can understand why they might be dragging their feet and why their apps don't run superbly on the new form factor. But I think that will come in time, don't you think? But the iPad exists, Kevin, and it exists <laughs> in now three different screen sizes at any given point. And okay. the apps scale quite okay. nicely. Yes. I think, though, obviously, they're auto-detecting when iPads are coming in. And at the moment, you know, they're not really detecting when the Samsungs are coming in and adjusting for it because it's just one outlier phone, you know. Whereas with iPads, it's a big installed base, so they can detect and adjust for it, I suspect. But I'm surely guessing, you, yeah. can, you can yeah. learn from the okay. one and so, port to the other. Yeah. What's, what's your, what's, give, me, give me your top five. So, first of all, I really, when it, when it flipped open... Um, I realized it was actually weighted and balanced very nicely. I thought mm. there was a good chance this thing was going to be awkward to hold. It was going to be tiring. It was going to be hard to operate, especially when you're holding 50,000 Rand in your hands. You're like, you know, you don't want to just take any chances. You're holding carefully. You're not letting go of anything. It was going to be a real hassle. And actually, none of that happened. It was just perfectly balanced, perfectly sized to hold in two hands. I didn't try holding it in one hand to work, but I believe I probably could quite easily. Mm. So it's not as clunky as you think it's going to be. It's much lighter than it looks when you're holding it. 
and actually the typing works out really well. Two pieces of keyboard. Well, you, you can arrange the keyboard any way you like, but the default is that two pieces of keyboard appear, one under your right thumb and mm. one under your left thumb. So it's like, it's like a BlackBerry experience, except on two separate pieces of keyboard. And it's actually remarkably efficient, I found. My typing was immediately very accurate, right out of the box. So that's a very good you know, experience to have right out of the box. It was light, easy to hold, well-balanced, and the typing worked out great. So that was good for starters. Um, uh, the inside screen is plastic. By now, everybody's figured that out. Mm. Even though there are phones out now where the foldable screen is, in fact, made of glass. This particular one is still made of plastic. And so it does still have a visible crease down the middle, but the mm. crease more or less disappears as soon as the screen illuminates. It's only when the screen is off and you have a piece of black folded plastic there that you can see that there are creases. So the crease to me is like a non-issue. The thing that bothered everyone was really not an issue for me when I was using mm. it. So it's been a very good user experience in that sense for me, even using it in its closed format where the, where the front screen is now very tall and very thin. Um, yeah. Even that worked out great. And one habitually does that because one's used to operating your phone like that, you know. Um, and so one does still use that front screen like a traditional phone and it worked really well. So I, all my experiences so far have been good. Nothing bad. It's obviously a little more chunky and a little heavier than your average phone, but not such that my trousers are being dragged off my ass, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so it's been all good so far. I mean, it's not a 50,000 Rand experience for me. You but know? Is, this is it, sort of, uh, is it the TV replacement, Gavin? Because the SABC would like mm. you to pay. <laughs> A TV license. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The SABC is in so much trouble these days, man. Oh, have you seen they're trying to go on strike now? Okay, but that's a separate issue. Okay, so my, my thing with the phone is, I think to me, this is a 32,000 Rand experience. I would pay 32,000 Rand for this novelty, this versatility, this functionality. It's a long way from 50,000 Rand. 32 is in my mind where I would go with this. I find myself missing an s-pen on this like i okay, just sure. like my sure. my body just craves sure. a stylus input and i think sure. it's a combination of my deep and endearing love for the galaxy note 25 g uh -huh. and um my constant use of the apple pencil on the ipad mini um because mm. yeah it's, it's just it's it's missing something and that's what it is like if it had that i think it would be a big better kind of sell for me um, All right. in its I, final. I want, to, I, want to, I want to challenge you on something. I want to challenge you to use the tablet, uh, use your finger as a stylus in the tablet mode and see if you feel secure about holding the thing in one hand and pressing down on it with yeah, you know, yeah. an I'm unbalanced point on the other now, side like and I've, see if it works for you. I've, but but don't this, just do it once. You must no, do it a few I times. Have this, I have this perfect thing now where I've, I've registered my left index finger uh -huh. as... Uh, for the fingerprint sensor and uh -huh. I now can hold it with my finger on the fingerprint sensor all the time with my right hand completely free. Um, but again, I have had practice mm. because mm. I have the iPad mini. Um, sure. Yeah. So I've trained my, my body to, to accept this new form factor. Talking about stylus pens, the Note 9, I'm still borrowing yours. I don't think I'm ever <laughs> going to give it back. I love it so much. It's now received. It's five, or at least not in South Africa yet. We're still waiting. Um, probably next week. Oh. But it has, is receiving its final big software update, which is One UI 2.5, I believe. 
Um, and from here on out, it's only going to get security updates. It's not part of that three-year software update policy that Samsung launched now. Um, that starts with the uh, S10 and the Note 10s. Um, Gavin, wh where do you stand on like regular software updates in Android? Is it a big enough thing for you? No, it's a really non-issue for me. But I, you know, I'm not a power user at the level you are. You know, where mm. you actually use all the detailed features of the thing. I just look at the basics. I want the basics to be super functional. Mm. And as I've pointed out, my daily driver at the moment is a 3,000 rand Nokia phone that's a year and a half old. I'm using that as my daily driver. And the benefits of using that are that I don't worry about dropping it. I don't worry about losing it. I don't worry about the phone, which has been a huge peace but of mind so to me in a way. Slow, Gavin. No, no, no. I've, I've speeded it up. I've rebuilt it. I didn't know I was going to use it as a daily driver. So I've got it all congested with stuff thinking I'd be done with it. Yeah. But now, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to use it for long term, I have reset it and I put in a uh, memory card and stuff. So it's overcome all those issues. But I really don't hassle over these versions of Android and stuff. Not a big issue to me. Really hmm. not. So as, as, I, as I was pointing out, even yeah. as Android modernized, I would set Android back to its older formats <laughs> that I was familiar with just because it was efficient. For those who don't know, you know, at Android used to have a bar at the bottom with a home button in the middle and a square button and an arrow to go back. Yeah. And that's been a standard feature of Android. And that gradually went away over the last two issues of, of the latest Androids. Mm. And I would keep putting back that navigation bar just because it's what I was good at, you know? So, so on my, on my Samsung phones now, there is no visible um, navigation bars. At, I've taken away the, wow. even the little stripe. So it's just all my content, everything. Um, right. The LG well done, G8X, and, and I really, every week, I need to apologize to LG for, for touching <laughs> this phone so Having hard. written it off too early. Yeah, yeah I, okay. I, think, I think it's fractured our relationship, LG, and I would like to strike <laughs> up this relationship again. Um, the wing is coming. Um, I need to make content. Um, LG content is very good on my YouTube channel. I'm just, just saying, okay. LG South Africa. Right. Get in touch, that opinion guy. That's where we are. Anyway, so I was waiting for the LG phones to get Android 10 so that I could have the gestures, at least just the back swipe gestures um, on right. Android. Because now you use all these phones that have it, and then you go back to the LG, and then it doesn't have it. And it, just, uh, it doesn't have it. It's okay. Just, Irritating, like you, like you sitting on the toilet and you just want to like no, no overshare, bro. overshare. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sit on the toilet with your phone, Lindsay. Wow, Gavin. Listen, see, no, you don't. No, in you the don't. time okay, of COVID, our hands are so clean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So okay. So so what? and so the LG eventually got updated like last week, yes, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's been a transformative experience on the LG G8X. Uh -huh. And combined with that, Standard Bank finally has unlocked tap to pay for all NFC um, equipped Cards. Um, Android, Android phones. So if you are Standard okay. Bank, you can use through the app, you can go to tap to pay and you can turn your phone into, into an NFC tap to pay machine. It's a little clumsy. Okay. Can I, can I just say for the benefit of the listeners, that means instead of taking your Standard Bank bank card and tapping it on the machine, you yeah. now take your phone, you start up the Standard Bank app, you tap your phone on the machine. Yes. And then you usually have to put in a PIN number somewhere along the way. Yeah, there, right? no, it's all the fingerprint authentication. Is, it's like clumsy. It's like a four-step 
almost Ugh. five step thing now. It's like you have to open nah. the app. So I have like nah. a little shortcut to open the app. Um, yeah, yeah. And then you have to tap the tap to pay thing, which is conveniently in the bottom right hand corner, exactly where of Google Assistant right. is. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone fighting for that control real estate so funny uh, uh, okay um, so you tap on that and then it prompts you to sign in with your your fingerprint and okay. then you go to another screen where there's a little button that says pay and then you press the pay and then you can tap the phone um on, on yeah, the terminal. A, but you kind of have to clunky. hold the phone there it's like it's not like beep, it's like a beep. Uh, okay okay all right <laughs> I mean, that's a bit clunky, man. A, they're, they're late to the party, and B, that's a bit inefficient. They need to take out at least one step there, if not two. Over but time, it, has, sure they will. it has freed me from my Samsung pay shackles, so I am now open uh -huh. to use all other Android phones that have NFC chips in them right. um, as my daily driver. It, like, Samsung pay was really, like, besides for, like, the one thing I love about Samsung software, um, One UI right now, is that it mm. uses my Microsoft 365 account as it's like cloud storage and all those syncs, right. all those things there. The other thing that has held me to that phone, these phones, which mm. is not a bad thing, is Samsung Pay. And now that I'm right. freed of it, I can now use right. phones that I enjoy other features of, like the LG G8X. I love the, the colors, the color reproduction from the cameras. Um, right, yes, it, yes. It suits my photography style a lot better than... Um, what Samsung does, although Samsung again okay. just beats it, beats everybody right now on like portrait mode um, algorithms. Sure. Just incredible. Yeah, but that's sure. that's the thing. So I forget where we started with this camera. Okay, but yes, yeah, we were talking. About, Android ten uh, was a transformative yeah. experience on that device, and I, I believe. I mean, I'm an Apple fanboy. I will admit it. I love the way that they support their devices with timely updates. You might not get all the same features as everything does. Like the, the quick um, video capture where you long hold the shutter key in the, in the photo mode oh, and then it turns into like iOS. a video recorder. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That hasn't uh -huh. come to anything older than the iPhone 11, which is bizarre. Uh-huh. Um, oh, Samsung, Samsung mm. deserves full credit because they port like all of the premium features over mm. across the S and Note. Like the, the S10 got its One UI 2.5 update and it got... Um, the Bluetooth mic um, support in the, in the okay. Pro Video app. Like right. all of those okay. things just came to it, which is, that's incredible. Like they cannot be faulted yeah. for what they've been doing now. I mean, just again, for the benefit of the listeners, pointing out that when someone like Samsung brings a new Android version onto the phone, it's a huge endeavor. They have to test and retest and bulletproof every single thing that Samsung has built into that phone has to be tested against the new version of Android which is why it just doesn't roll out to every phone simultaneously. They have to check and recheck and triple check everything on each phone that Samsung makes. They have to check this mm. before they can roll the Android out, which is why phones that are, are slow sellers or, or only sold in small volumes are always the last to get the updates, which is, creates a bit of a problem because their flagship phones are obviously the power users who want the latest features, but they also tend to sell far fewer of them, obviously, because they're more expensive. So it's a kind of a strange waiting game between I'm a power user, I deserve the latest Android. Yeah, but you also have one of the most expensive handsets that mm. we only sold a few of kind of thing, you know. So it's that dilemma. 
Yeah. And that's why I don't, I don't think it's a big issue that your average user should wait and worry about new Android versions. Work with what you've got. What you've got is perfectly adequate. You know, who the hell, who out there has got a Bluetooth mic that they need to work with their phone? Lindsay's the only person I know who would even notice the Bluetooth mic feature. <laughs> Nobody else has a Bluetooth mic they need to get working with their phone. You know, not a big thing. Okay, the rest of us are only using... 40% of what the phone can do anyway. So there you go. Uh, okay, can we, move, can we move on? Yes, we can move on. Actually, just one last question on that. Uh, foldable, or dual, foldable or dual screen, Gavin? I know you've been, oh, you've been hanging I, on to that V60 that I, I envy. Yeah. I, I saw your picture and I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got it back for a second tour because I was doing this dual screen. I didn't know we were going to get the fold like this week. You yeah. know, it's just a coincidence, but I happened to be testing LG's phones that come with the dual screen attachment, uh, which they ship bundled with the main phone as a massive value. Actually, yeah. it's a value of several thousand Rand that attachment that they're bundling with the phone. That's the G eight X and the V 60. Both of them get and the velvet double screen attachment and the velvet get the mm. double screen attachment bundled with it. Um, versus Samsung's folding phone versus Huawei's folding phone, which hasn't really made any impact here yet. But I'm sure we'll hear something more but about that tomorrow. Which do you tomorrow. prefer? So I'm busy putting all these through their paces which at the moment. Which do you prefer? Samsung is winning just because it's a much more elegant solution. It's hmm. simple, clean, beautifully designed, beautifully finished. But, you know, with the LG, I'm getting a 5G top-notch phone for 20K with my folding extra screen option for 20k versus 50k for the samsung like just, a, a, a a much bigger, bigger, it's a much bigger screen <laughs> almost twice the size if you take the lg v60 and add in its its dual screen attachment it's almost twice the surface area of what samsung's offering for like less than half the price and then so, you can bring an active uh, active stylus pen to that as well like the perfect note-taking device i want that phone so lg south africa hit me up <laughs> 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 okay, stop begging. It's looking so ungracious. Kevin, okay. other things you're playing with. You are playing with wireless, truly wireless buds. They are becoming quite the force in, in, in the marketplace. Yes, yes. So brands that are not big at the moment, but I think are going to become much bigger in South Africa. Vivo, you've heard of. They've had mm -hmm. about five or six phones on the market. But of course, like most phone manufacturers, they also have a sideline of headphones. They're neo tw true wireless buds are also on the market now they're under a thousand rand techno another budget phone brand mm. we've spoken about quite a bit they're big all through africa they have buds i believe you've got a pair as well Ed. yes i, I do call, um, what are they called the high pods the high pods like yes yeah. because they are very high creative pods. when they, they name things <laughs> yeah so these come in an interesting kind of package um let's just be clear these budget buds the sound just doesn't compare with the equivalent Jabra's and Sennheiser's and others. They're just not playing in that same ballpark at all. The, the buds I'm talking about here are under a thousand rand. So the sound is bright, a little harsh, but mm. you know, it's simple and practical if you want to get started with a true wireless set of earbuds. The third brand I want to mention is Anker. That's A-N-K-E-R. Mm. They're like a leading power uh, power uh, bank supplier all over the world, very big in the States. And they're getting big here. And I must say, I've handled a couple of their products lately. They are superb. So the Anchor Buds, oh, I have a complicated name. Oh, I have the box here somewhere. I, I should read out the full name to you, but I don't have them here. Apologies. The Anchor True Wireless Buds, also coming in under a thousand rand, 
also bright sounding, but nicely packaged. So Vivo, Techno, and Anker, A-N-K-E-R. And Oppo. Look out for these guys. And uh, Oppo, yeah, Oppo too. I haven't seen the Oppos yet, unfortunately. Uh, the, what's it, the Enco W11s. But they seem very premium. Um, they have like a lot okay. of like premium. They bundled a lot with like the new A72. Um, right. Uh, but yeah, they, they have like dual studio, studio pairing sort of stuff and all sorts of fancy yeah, yeah, sound yeah, mode. So they're probably going to be above a thousand rand. Um, I think the best example of them right now are the Galaxy Buds Plus. I, for me, yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. The, the, the baseline for quality. Because like good mics, so how- excellent battery life, lovely yes. packaging. Um, nice packaging. And yes. then wireless and USB Type-C. Um, charging which is a nice nice fit in the ears nice yeah fit in and the ears. good sound good like good, good sound as well good you sound. seem to really like these one more color buds yeah man i have to say one more great brand okay that's the number one and the word more mm. they're big all over the world and they've only been in south africa about seven or eight months but every single product they've sent us has been fantastic they started off with a pair of true wireless buds called stylish mm. and now the next generation are called color buds they're a slightly odd-looking bud, but they fit great. They're nice and light. They have aptX, which is important, yeah. and great battery life as well. And those are a little bit more expensive. Those are tending to 2,000 rand. So, just just um, to clarify, aptX HD is a Qualcomm product. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I prefer much more to have um, LDAC, LDAC. LDAC, which is kind of yeah. the highest quality you're going to get on wireless um, streaming right now. That's a Sony um, codec. And then Samsung scalable codec is actually in, like, I don't give them enough credit for what they're doing there. Um, yeah. If I look at the different situations I've been in with, with my Buds Plus, um, where like they try their best to just ramp up the quality versus like your connection fidelity, which is, yeah, it's, it's, it's really. Yeah. Let's recognize that in the same way that Apple acquired uh, Beats headphones, Samsung acquired Harman Kardon, which mm. were an audiophile high-end audio brand. Um, and also, uh, what's the second brand? Is name AKG. Just, it's AKG, another highly regarded audio brand. And that technology is now obviously penetrating a lot of Samsung phones and headphones so they're still keeping those Harman Kardon brand and the AKG brands running but a lot of that tech is finding its way into Samsung Buds so the Samsung Buds are what about 2000 uh, 2800 or so yeah uh yeah 2700 yeah, so, yeah so so in the in the true wireless Buds world there are now these these brands I mentioned earlier below a thousand rand. Then there the the solid buys between fifteen hundred and two thousand, and then there's the upper end, which is three thousand and above. You used to you pre- used to be a big fan of neck buds. I remember you like at LG Tone neck buds, like after neck bud, after neck, neck bud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now. I've just dropped all of that, man, because true wireless, the connectivity has become so good. The, the first true wireless, you would lose connectivity easily. Mm. Remember, the buds have to keep connected with each other between your ears. And then 
No and then they have to keep connection with your phone as you move around and, you know, different buds connecting to the phone at different times. And if you, if you think about what it's trying to do, it's trying to carry a continuous multimedia stream mm. into your headphones as you move around. It's hell of a complicated. So the connectivity for these things has just gotten so much better now, I have to say, that, you know, even affordable buds are workable. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Gavin, we are running out of time here. Yes, we are. Um, we have events to thingy. Um, did you get your Acer headset yet? Uh, there's, there's Acer yes. sending out stuff for the stuff. Like I live out way far from everything. <laughs> so like if mine arrive tomorrow, yay. Um, Acer, I still love you. Um, the spin one uh -huh. will probably be my next spin three will probably be my next computer. Um, yeah, still me. I'm still shopping for, for a laptop, Kevin. Um, not, okay. not finding the funds in my pocket to, to, to buy one, uh, but I'm looking, which is half of the battle. Okay. <laughs> um, right. Gavin, any tips for the good people? Um, how much time do we have? Because I've got a tip. Okay, maybe I'll just fly through it as quickly as I can. Yes. Okay. If you've come home from the office with your laptop and you're now working from home, if you've got a fancy laptop that has USB-C, you might find that your laptop has fewer ports than you really need to get working. A lot of us plugging in um, uh, USB headphones, USB dongles of various kinds. We might need uh, to plug in a monitor. We're plugging in flash drives. We're plugging in mouses, keyboards. You might find your laptop is just doesn't have enough ports to do all that. That's been my problem, actually. Um, and um, the clever solution, obviously, is to get a dongle that's an adapter that goes into your really highly intelligent USB-C well, Lindsay's not the biggest USB-C fan, but USB-C is just technologically so much more advanced than the original USB-A that you can plug a single dongle in there and you can get coming out of one little box, you can get USB-A, HDMI 2, that goes to your monitor. You can get another USB-C, which is great. You can get a full LAN connection. That's RJ45 network plug for, you know, those RJ who actually need a wired connection. I haven't heard that term in years. <laughs> no one uses it anymore. <laughs> and you can, get, you can even get VGA out, which is if you've got an old-fashioned monitor that doesn't use HDMI. And then there's even an aux out for plugging in headphones, things mm. like that, all coming off the one USB-C port because you bought this fancy adapter dongle. So the, I've seen a couple of models, but you really do want to get a good one here. Don't buy the cheapest one because you'll find hassles all the way along. Mm. I'd recommend you buy this brand, Orico, O-R-I-C-O. Great brand for these kind of PC peripherals. They have one called an eight-in-one dock. They call it a dock. I call it a hub. It's about 1,700 Rand. And that will give you USB-A, several of, for mouse and keyboard, HDMI for your monitor, USB-C for plugging in USB-C things that you need to work at high speed, uh, traditional network, VGA for old monitors, and audio out for headphones. And it has a memory card reader as well. I'd recommend such a thing to get everything fully functional if you've got a laptop with a limited number of ports. Mm. Okay, you can buy all those things separately. You can buy a separate adapter for HDMI, a separate adapter for LAN connection, separate adapter for the Why separate would adapter you do for that. that. Why would you well, do that? Well, what yourself? happens is you end up, you end up, well, you, you do what I did. You think you just need to plug in a monitor, so you buy one for that. Then the next day, you realize you need to plug in the network, so you buy a different one for that. And then eventually, you end up with like four or five different dongles, and you can't plug them all in. So for uh, 1,700 Rand, get the Orico 8-in-1 dock slash hub that connects up everything you need in one USB-C port. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's my tip for people working at home. That's a good tech treasure as well. And I'm glad you wrapped that all up. 
Guys, I am inundated with stuff. It is October after all, and October is Techtober in our circles. There's just right. everything is happening at once, plus clients want things from me, and that means money, so I am not complaining. Um, all of that will be up eventually on That Opinion Guy on YouTube. Um, the blog, kind of, That Opinion Guy, doing a bit of a refresh, getting in some extra hands on there as well. Um, that will be happening. Social media is where you'll find me, Sharpshooters, S-C-S-H-A-R-P-S-C-H-U-T-T-E-R-S. That's on Twitter mainly. Come fight with me. I love feeding trolls. Got me a new stash of lollipops to feed them. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin, um, just a little bit of something. There's Huawei's launching Mate 40 tomorrow. It's not expected to come to our market. I'm not sure. I don't know where that's going to oh, leave really? Android. I'm working on a video now about like the current state of Android, the different form factors you can get. Um, because I have all the devices with me now, um, it, it's really a good time to, to start delivering some commentary on that. We're getting into the silly season. So people are buying things. People are upgrading their contracts for no good reason. Please do not upgrade a contract if you do not have to. Um, and please do not support any motion by the SABC to tax your streaming subscriptions. <laughs> Probably don't pay for one anyway. And your parents work, are really yeah. going to not like you. <laughs> That's me. Okay. I have uh, two things to add. Um, we got news this week that Celsi is in pretty deep trouble. So if you are looking Only at renewing contracts. No, no. I mean, the trouble has been deepening. But, you know, they've just had what, what has been called a staggering loss of 7.5 billion rand. I mean, you know, they, they're trying to talk up how they're going to overcome this. But the fact is, it's companies in trouble. If you gonna, I, I don't want you to, I don't want everyone to turn into a rat that's running off the sinking ship and yeah. causes them to fail. But if you are looking at renewing your contract, maybe you want to consider the other providers. Hmm. We didn't get into much detail about Celsius woes. We might save that for next week. Oh, um, we've gone long. I can... I can long, just link long, long. Okay. episodes um, where I've just ranted about Celsius. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I would like to encourage everyone to go and check some of Lindsay's videos at That Opinion Guy. They're not all about tech. He covers just a wide range of issues. That's why he's the opinion guy. He's got an opinion on everything, it seems. But there's a lot of good stuff to dig up there, including the tech stuff. So I'd recommend you do that. If you want to see what I'm up to, go and visit techradar.com and make sure you're entering the South African flavored tech radar you should see a little south african flag on the top if not you can select south africa so you can see what we're up to and check out our best lists of all the best tech to buy in each category okay don't enter the I'm v60 good. competition lg south africa i am here bye <laughs> bye